Okay, so you notice that this time around, I'm not chatting with Henry, I'm chatting with my very dear to me business partner, Matthias Müller. Good to have you on the show. I brought you on today because you know your way around volume. And uh, I think, why don't we share your extensive knowledge on this platform with the people that are on the fence about if they should use it. Maybe it would be good to first define if there's someone watching this here that doesn't even know what volume is. How would you explain it? Um, it's a tracking platform. And what does that mean? It means uh, it gives you an interface where you can see all sorts of information about the campaign that you're running, about the traffic that it gets, about the performance that it shows. You can break it down in nice reports and you have like a cockpit, a campaign cockpit mm. where you can track and therefore manage your campaigns, which is handy. Yeah. But again, you don't have to do it that way because you already have your campaigns in say Facebook, say TikTok, anywhere you want, you already have them there. Uh, you don't necessarily have to send them through something else. Um, but yeah. to make it so, uh, more straightforward, it's a good idea to send it through a tracking platform. And like, we've come to appreciate Volume over time. So when you introduce Volume, you send the traffic through a tracking domain, which then redirects it to your end destination, i.e. a part page, if you're into search arbitrage. And by going this extra route, you're going to get extra information about your traffic that you wouldn't get otherwise if you don't have something measuring the whole thing. Exactly. Also, volume is, it has two parts. There's also the DSP business where you can buy traffic from volume. This is outside of the scope of today's session. We're just talking about how to use the volume tracker for search art purposes, what pros and what cons are there basically and how to use this extra information that you get through the platform. So, yeah. So what would you say, what's the, what are the major benefits of introducing volume in practice? Um, what did you like the best? Ease of campaign analysis, because you will have one place where all your campaigns live by the tracking mechanism. Mm -hmm. And you'll see them all in, in one place in a nice reporting view. So imagine you have, you're on Facebook traffic, you're on TikTok traffic, you're on native traffic. And you can also see all your campaigns there, but you have to log into three mm. things. You have to keep three things open. Maybe you don't want to build a dashboard for yourself. Mm. Might as well plug everything into volume and you'll see all your campaigns and you see all the results and a ton of more, a ton of additional useful information. Mm -hmm. And all that for a moderate monthly fee. I would say if I would just list one advantage, my main advantage versus going like direct without any trackers is that volume allows you to send the traffic to several different parking providers within one campaign. And it allows you to change the weighting of the traffic between providers. Because say that you're a customer at Cedo and Atonic, we found that the performance for whatever reason is not always constant. Sometimes historically Cedo has won, sometimes Tonic has won, or if you introduce further, of course, the picture just gets broader. 
And if you have hard-coded into your campaign a domain that points to a specific parking provider, it's much more tedious to make changes quickly if you see performance dips. And also, you won't be able to continuously measure the performance of the, like the different providers for your campaign. So you could, for instance, if you find the winner, uh, say that Tonic is the win winner, you could still send 5% of the traffic to CEDO just to keep your finger on the pulse and measure, have they improved their game somewhat? That's something that gives me peace of mind if I know that I can act quick. This, this is for people that run a lot of campaigns. Of course, if you just run a handful, it's manageable also when you go direct. Yeah, but when, it's, like when the, it's many. Some people would say, you know, I do that in a more aggregated way by just pointing five total campaigns in a certain area to CEDO and one campaign, very similar campaign I'm pointing to Tonic. And then I don't need to, I get that the breakdown on the campaign level. Yeah. I guess the real, the real use case is that it makes it easier, especially when you run a lot of campaigns and also especially when you have campaign managers, at least a few additional hands working on those campaigns. So these people can log into a central place where everything lives. And not everybody mm. has to log into the TikTok account all the time and so on. And that's where it gets really handy. So if already, if you're two people, it will pay off because it's much easier for two people to see and handle things in volume rather than going into logging into Facebook, TikTok and friends all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what about the extra data that you get about your traffic? What kind of data points have you found? The most valuable i like the geo data that you can in the volume then here comes like first example of, of an additional of additional information that can be very useful say you run a campaign in the us and you run all 50 50 states loom allows you to set up a rule whereas it it can detect which state like it allows you to set rephrase it allows you to set up a rule and that depending on which state the traffic comes from, you can determine where that user is being redirected to. Right? So you can have you can easily have a different lander for every state, and Volume does all that for you. And all you have to do is click through the states one by one. So you have to click fifty times. Yes, I don't know what comes first, Alabama. Alabama. Oh, here's the redirect link I want to use for Alabama. And then yeah. what's next? Uh, Alaska. Oh, here's the redirect yeah. link I want from Alaska and then probably right. Arkansas. You do that 50 yeah, times yeah. and boom, you have a campaign that is geo-targeted. It took you five minutes to do. So maybe some listeners of viewers will wonder why would you go through all this work? What's the benefit of going more targeted by state? Well, of course, you can have then on your lander, you could have state-specific ads or state-specific offers you can have yeah, on your lander the if you take the new jersey traffic then you can have the offer for new jersey on your lander but you don't have what you do not have to do is in tiktok you don't have to go to tiktok and say oh give me new jersey only because that's just going to confuse the, you don't want to do that's, that that's just going to confuse the tiktok algorithm and if you go to the yeah. facebook and say oh please segment it for me though they're just going to charge extra on your traffic because that's yeah. that's how they make money by every little feature that you add and i think one of the greatest things that 
Martin and me here that what we have seen and continue to see in this industry is that if you keep it really simple, you have a very good chance of success. And by yeah. really, really simple, you may be compared in Facebook. You don't, you don't choose or activate anything. You just go, Hey, Facebook, yeah. here's the campaign. Here's money. Here's the URL run wild. No, I don't want any yeah. targeting. Just give me anything you want to give me. And the same yeah. goes for TikTok. Because That's a great point that you make because I, I attended a, a mastermind about search arbitrage in Barcelona. And then I heard yeah, people exchanging thoughts on how to run campaigns. And the main thought I had was like, oh my God, you're making it so complicated. Everybody's trying to be like Einstein of arbitrage and introducing 50 different variables. I was just thinking of myself, if you dudes knew how simple we run stuff and in what volume, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, that's something that it takes courage and discipline to keep things simple. I would, I would, uh, that's, uh, yeah, I roll with your recommendation. That's try it. Yeah. So the, try that. It has worked out for us to keep things simple. Yeah. And then we even did, like, a, we don't use it that much anymore, but I had this idea in my head for a long time and that's like, there's this, there's three questions I have to ask myself and be able to answer positively whenever I'm doubting yeah. about what I do and the meaning uh -huh. of everything. So I love it. We get philosophical. Yeah, we get to, it's, it's not only about yeah, day. it's about philosophy now. Yeah. If you run an online business, anything, first question you should ask is, does it make money? And then second question you should ask, is it easy to do? And the third question you should ask is, does it make money? Because the second <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, the second time you're asking, does it make money? That means, does it make money at scale? First, it has to make money. So you even go, okay, I consider exploring. Then it has to be real easy to do. Then it makes sense to explore further because if it's difficult, look, anybody can do difficult things, right? And then the third point is, after you've established as it makes money and it's easy to do, the third is like, you have to reestablish that it makes money at scale. And then you have a wonderful business. Yeah. And it's good for people who are like me, like who are not like hyperactive because it allows me to say no to most things. Mm. Out of a thousand things I hear, I probably say no 999 times. Yeah. Mm. That's a good, that's good approach. I agree with that. Maybe that's our business partner. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get back to this tip about going state-wise. I want to make sure everybody understands the idea. The, say you run a dental campaign and you need to set your RS or your keywords, whatever you call them on the part page. If you, if you set dental implants, you're going to make some money. But if you set dental implants, New York, for instance, there's going to be advertisers ready to pay more for that because that's, of course, a signal for the advertiser that, ah, oh, here's a customer that's willing to buy my product that's also in my area. But dental implants is quite important, right? You can't take a customer from California if you're a dentist in New York, or you can, but there's a lot of hurdles. It's not so likely that you're going to close the, close the sales. So you're going to make more money with localized keywords, that product specific sometimes and of course you could use wild cards at tonic for instance you can introduce wild cards but then you're not, you can be more granular because like the top 
keyword with a location might be different in New York than it's in Texas. I, on the topic of keeping it simple, I would maybe not recommend take all the states, but maybe t- take your top five or top three and see what happens with, with your RPMs. And you can then send them to, to a separate domain so you can really see what's the difference. The RPM that I'm getting, is it worth it to, to do this? And on, that, on that topic, also here, if you want to keep it super simple and you don't want to overanalyze things, Say you have dental implants or senior living, whatever it may be, something that has a local, where the advertiser should have some local aspect, right? Like how much work is it? Say you work with CEDO, even if you work with CEDO, like to register 50 domains, it's not a lot of work. It takes, it takes two minutes. You enter the domains, it's like you have a, you add it at the end of the domain name that you choose, you add the state name. And you have your auto settings in the registrar, go to CEDO, right? That's it. And then you just set this up in volume. As I said before, every mm-hmm. state gets a different link and then you get it. There's no, there's not going to be any gray zone. It's black and white. You will see from this state, I'm getting this result from that state. I'm getting that result. And mm. it's just, you have broken down it to a campaign level. And after three days, you're going to say, okay, look, this makes a lot of sense for the bigger states. Maybe right? for the smaller states, it yeah. doesn't. I might as well just pause yeah. traffic from the smaller states or lump it all together. Mike, do something yeah. like that. And you have very easy, a, a very easy analysis without having to run complicated reporting. Dude, here's another thing. There's some campaigns out there where you can make money by just buying globally. Right? Facebook likes it. When you give the algorithm free hands, so you could then buy it globally and then use volume to put the proper keywords for each of the, or to, to begin with, to see which geos do you even get. Yeah, exactly. And then adapt there, there, I think it would make a big yeah, difference yeah. to adapt at the RSS. Yeah, but that is the exact case that we were describing. Yeah. Remember, like we said, we do not want to ask Facebook to break it down into yeah, yeah. states. No, we buy global. No, no. Then volume breaks it down for us and we yeah, see yeah. the result like then we see okay in new jersey we get this yeah. in alabama we get that and so on and after that we can make up our mind what happens if we lump all the stuff that we're not even interested in maybe we lump it together and if it yeah, yeah. if we lump it together and it breaks even like who cares then you focus on the stuff that no, i meant even be oh yeah of course country yeah, specific country yeah then uh, then the rs difference or the need for specialized rs is higher no, lovely, lovely. What else? Yeah, you can get to see what time of day you're uh, you're getting the traffic. You get to drill down into the different OSs and devices. What's your desktop and mobile and so on. And that if the more info you have, the better. Then, dependent on where you're buying from, if you buy from Facebook, you're going to get quality traffic. But there's sources, especially if you're in the affiliate game, then where some are completely worthless and that helps you identify also which ones should you cut um, yeah this gives a bunch of extra insights into what you're buying uh, what would you say are the main drawbacks with using it alone it's an extra step mm. you'll have to you'll have to manage it but mm. i think there the, the workload that goes into it outweighs the the results that you get outweighs the little bit of extra work that you have to do uh, yeah. Then you could say, okay, volume 
is in the same holding company as <coughs> as tonic tonic is more of a like a german invention volume is more like a polish invention they shouldn't really exchange anything because that's uh, privacy uh, privacy issues some people are paranoid that's there and then more fundamentally i think it's that there are still instances where traffic sources give you a bit of a bonus if you don't run via tracking where mm. you know if you put the endpoint as the as a destination url you get a you like the algo likes it yeah we bought from facebook for a long yeah. time and the vibe from Facebook is different at different times. Now it's been calm for a long time, but there were times, say, the Cambridge Analytica scandal, for instance, where they're very, very careful, borderline paranoid with uh, their advertisers. And uh, yeah, there were times where we felt like, let's just keep it, again, as simple and straightforward as possible and remove the tracker in order to avoid getting shut down. So... In this game, you never get the 100% proof or receipt like, oh, this was a good choice. Facebook likes it. Or we just thought, let's be extra safe. Yeah, but I think you can, if you take, for argument's sake, you say there's three major components of the business process. It's the buying at mm. the source, it's the redirection to the sale, and it's the sale. I think, you know, in the cycles that the industry goes through, there are times where it's all about the buying and it's all about, say, the creative work. And I'd say mm. right now we're in a phase like that. It's all about mm -hmm. the creative. Right? True. And the more it is on, about the creative, then the less it is about how does it get redirected and how does yeah. it get sold. But there are also times where it was not so much about creative. It was all about how do you sell? If it's yeah. like that. Well, the redirection yeah. already becomes a little more interesting, right? Yeah. If you want to know, if you need to tweak more how to sell, the more you need to know at the end of the process, the more the middle of the process becomes yeah. interesting. So best to know all the aspects, right? Like we're sitting yeah. here today and we can say, okay, like right now we're in this, we have a, like the simplicity of the process right now rules again. There were times where yeah. even we had to, maybe we should make it a, like, we should look at adding a little bit of complexity. Yeah. Right, so it comes in phases right now. It's the creative is king. As long as you have the right creatives, it does not matter so much how you read yeah. it. But there will come a time, <laughs> there will come a time where it's going to be more about where and how you sell. And at that point, because you're at the end of the process and the middle of the process becomes really interesting. Yeah. It, if you're not familiar with a tracker and you're in search arbitrage, I would definitely recommend trying when, if we reach a stage where more knowledge and more splitting of what, like where the redirection of the traffic gets more advanced. That's a good point. And there's not only volume out there, there's a click flare, for instance, is a similar tool. We haven't worked with it, but, um, from what I read and hear, it seems to be doing the job as well, just to lift up another tool in case you would want to try that. What, what else, what else should be, 
should be said about using it. Oh, yeah, here's a point. We've been talking, again, the theme is keeping things simple. We're talking about a case where we buy the traffic and send it directly to a part page, directly to the search ads. There's a lot of people out there that buy uh, with an interstitial in between. It's a lovely business model, can also work. We do it as well. We've done, done it a lot. And if you use a content page slash interstitial, call it whatever you want, then I find the use case for volume goes up because it lets you, dependent on the campaign that you're buying from, it, like several campaigns can then share the same article and it will inject on the fly the links into your direction buttons to the to the part page if you don't have it like a very rudimentary approach is then to duplicate the page again with hard-coded links to each parking provider much less elegant much more work we've done it uh, but with volume you can then for every campaign that uses the same article, use the same page and just let Volume do the work to insert the, the right link for each session. Yeah, that's very true. I think it's a good point because it shows that once you add just one level of complexity in your general business, yeah. immediately you kind of you see how useful it can be to actually rely on added technology to make your life easier, right? For us, it was always a bit of a, a step that we had to willfully consider because we want to keep it super simple. But as soon as, yeah. and this is, I think it's a really good example, as soon as you're leaving the realm of mega simple, okay, then we have to think- Complicated. Yeah, things are getting complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I, I trust, I don't ever want to leave the realm of mega simple. No. Sometimes it happens. And I know there's a yeah. lot of people out there who have never entered the realm of mega simple. But yes, once you have an additional step in the funnel, it does make your life easier because you don't want to set up a hundred different interstitials with all the linking and to combine it into one campaign and to be able to manage the several paths that the user can take on the interstitial. You don't want that. So for yeah. that, I think that's actually the, the best example of where volume can shine. It's when you have something in between the source and the endpoint. Uh, because right. now looking back at our conversation, uh, if you keep it mega simple, then you don't really need volume. You can use it no. if you want to. It's not a must. Yeah. It's not a must. But you'd still, you should still have knowledge about the tools out there because times are changing yes. in the ARB landscape. It's different now than it was a year ago, and it will be different next year. That's for certain that there will be change, constant change. We don't know exactly how, but might as well be ready so that you, you have all the tools at hand. If, if there's ever need to get more granular, for sure. Yeah, and good. There's an, I think I want to stress one more thing. It's that we've always liked Balloon because it really had a reasonable price tag. And I think it still does. Right? Is that yeah. the, when we were first looking at trackers like a long time ago, so there were products out there. They would charge you like thousands a month for one. Yeah. And then you could have, yeah. you could have volume, like a simple volume plan that it's in the low hundreds uh, or something, right? Yeah. So it's uh, like, it's very reasonably priced 
right? And if you're not a purist of like, oh, I, all my data has to be in my shop all the time, then you know, that mm -hmm. also comes at a cost. So if you yeah. if you can be flexible and appreciate and embrace the fact that our industry is volatile and ever changing, and you better move forward than trying to yeah. what has been, just give it a go, try it out, and you'll see very quickly whether it adds value. And it's not a it's not a huge investment at all, and it's simple oh. use. Here's another use case. So people that don't want to keep it as simple as possible, <laughs> they want to test a hundred keywords, which would, uh, would make sense to test a lot, right? Some verticals have a lot of interesting keywords. You can do that with volume by duplicating the offer and just changing what keywords you pass. So that's, that's one way to introduce complications, but it could very well pay off. In the beginning, at least, so you research what, what actually gets clicked and you could also experiment with in what order are the keywords displayed, which also is relevant and might bring performance boosts to your campaign, depending on how deep you want to go. And if you're open with, with your data, or at least you don't care so much who sees what you're doing, is I think you shouldn't care because it's ever-changing anyways. No, you yeah. can make, volume can be your fully-fledged reporting system because... You can in, you can insert via a parameter on your source URL. You can you know where the data mm. comes from. You can insert the price that you paid for that redirect, and then at the same time, mm. like plugging in the conversion tracking from the sales side, Cedo or Tonic, you can have the mm. the RPC value or whatever you want to calculate on mm. how much revenue you're getting for that redirect. Those mm. two can come together in volume, and you have your reporting system. That's right. Dude, I think, I think we made a nice little intro to, to volume. Is there anything you'd like to add apart from that? Mm, no, I think it's, I no? think it's a very useful thing. Good. Good. So if you found this, uh, this episode, uh, helpful, entertaining or terrible, whatever it might be, let us know on YouTube, comment down below if, if you're there already, if you're not just search for this name and subscribe to us so you don't miss out of all the search arb knowledge that we have gathered throughout all those years that we've been active some people call us crazy that we share all this incredible knowledge with you but hey we're here not only to make money we're here to give back also so join us and let us know that you're here because it makes us very happy yeah we're happy to contribute to the good yeah. times Ciao. Ciao.